Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, how about hour number two on a Tuesday? All that good news for the Dallas Cowboys. 31-14, beat Tampa Bay. Send Tom Brady packing, maybe packing for good if the 45-year-old is indeed done. There's all that discussion. What's next for Brady? What's next for him? Is it in Tampa? Is it somewhere else? Is he going to the broadcast booth? Et cetera, et cetera. Yo, how are y'all photoshopping Giselle and all this Cowboys gear? Our specs text line just full with pictures of a Photoshop Giselle and Cowboys hat, Dak Prescott jerseys. Y'all petty. I love oh, it. Oh, yeah. I there appreciate it, is. it. I had not seen those yet. Man, that's so funny. That is so funny. So there's all that on the positive side for the Cowboys. There is still a discussion uh, about the kicking situation going on. As of today, last night and today, Jerry Jones said they're going to stick with Brett Maher. Uh, They're going to monitor it this week and see what goes on. But they've got five days. That's the other part of this game coming up. The Cowboys have two less days of prep in between. You look The days in between when San Francisco got to play on a Saturday – and then play all the way the next Sunday, they uh, they get seven days in between. The Cowboys get five in terms of the prep. So That's a difference. Yeah, in those five days, do you really want to mess with, uh, with kicker? Uh, Zay, if you were Mike McCarthy, and I believe it was 24-6 to six at that moment where they didn't let him kick the field goal, would you have let him kick it? This is before he's hit that other extra point, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was 24-6 when they didn't try that This is number goal. four, right? This is after he's miss. missed the fourth one. After he's missed the fourth one. After he's missed the fourth one, they pulled him off the field. Or not pulled him off the field. They just didn't send him out there on a fourth down. I'm going to double-check the score. But if you believe in him and you think he's going to be your kicker moving forward, would you have let him try that kick at, what would it have been, fourth and four? I believe is what it was. I think this is the one where they throw the pass to CeeDee Lamb. For the touchdown. For that touchdown. That was on, yes, that's on fourth and four. So you're at the Tampa Bay 18, take it back seven yards, a 35-yard kick. It's barely longer than the than the extra points he's been missing. Would you have let him try it just for a little confidence there? Um, Perhaps, but just with the way he was rolling that game, No. And the way the Cowboys offense and Dak Prescott looked, that fourth and four, it was obviously a good call that paid off. And yeah, why not run it when it's 24 to six at that time and the momentum that the Dallas Cowboys have offensively? Yeah, CD Lamb, man, he was wide open. You and I would have caught that pass. It really That's, was. That was absolutely r- ridiculous. And yeah. that kind of just showed you what the Bucks were doing all game long. But yeah, Brett, Charlie Brown, Maher, they got a serious issue with him. 
because you, what what do you do? Do you add that another kicker to your roster and throw somebody off? It has to be your least productive guy. You never know. So it's NFL. Anybody could get hurt during any play, and you might need that guy that was at 53 that you could possibly replace with that second kicker that Jerry Jones may add on. So that's going to be the biggest question for the Cowboys all week long because they're going to have to make some kicks against the 49ers. This is the best defense in the league. They rarely give up over 17 points a game. So you're going to be in those situations where you get in the red zone, you're most likely going to get stuck. Stopped on fourth down where Brett Charlie Brown Maher is going to have to go out there and kick a field goal, and that's when the pressure is going to come because there was no pressure last night. Right. Zero. The yeah. Cowboys were rolling. You were up the whole entire game. There was no pressure. There was no critical moment where Brett had to go up there and know in his mind, if I make this kick, this is going to send us to the next round. Those moments didn't happen. He was just missing what NFL standards would call chippies. They might be hard for a high school kid or something like that, but for NFL standards, as a kicker, these are chippies for you. Right. So to have your psyche just be the way it was yesterday and all the good that the Cowboys showed, yeah, like my heart said, only the Cowboys could do something like this. It's crazy, man. And and when they went when they put those extra points at thirty three yards, I did not think it was going to be such a psychological effect on Neither kickers. Did I. But we have seen it happen. We've seen more you know, plenty of more kicks missed along the way. And then last night, history, nobody had ever missed three in a game, much less a half, and then he misses a fourth one. Um, but does end up getting the extra point there after the the CD Lamb touchdown. I actually let it. We got into the commercial break before I realized. Oh wait a minute! Did he actually hit one? I rewound it just to make sure. Yeah, you could hear the crowd give him a little. Uh, the Cowboy <laughs> fans that were there gave him a little. You know, and that's big. Sarcastic cheer. That's so, big that he made that. Yeah. So is that enough to sort of get it where it feels right? And then if you see good things in practice again, are you fine or? Are you thinking about what Zay just said? Can you really put him out there in the biggest moment? Um, but, of course, if you go to somebody else, are they ready for the big moment too? Uh, there'd be a reason a guy's on the scrap heap. If you go grab somebody from the scrap heap or the guy that's not currently on a roster, there's a reason he's not on a roster. So Cowboys right now are going to stand pat uh, with Brett Maher. At least that is what we've heard so far from Jerry. No real comments that I've seen from Mike McCarthy, but I don't think he would uh, – at this point would contradict it. I think they're just going to go with, it was a bad night, and they'll hope he doesn't have uh, another bad night come Sunday. Remember, 5.30, your kick time for Cowboys and Niners. Now that sounds like a big-time NFC playoff game. You'll hear it right here on the horn. 4.30 pregame, 5.30 kick on Sunday. All right, so we've also been talking about Texas and Iowa State. The big matchup tonight as the Longhorns go to Ames, Iowa. Hilton Coliseum can always get a little crazy. Let's see how the Longhorns react. Zay gave you all the uh, the pregame stuff with the right call segment last hour. Zay, you mentioned that Iowa State is definitely a guard-focused team. All three leading scorers are guards. So in terms of this matchup, for Texas, what is what's specifically important to you on the defensive side when you're dealing with a team like Iowa State in their building? What's the one thing you got to make sure you're doing, not doing? Like, wh- where's the focus for you defensively for Texas? Yeah, I don't think Iowa State. 
besides Holmes and Lipsy, you know, those are the guys that are really going to try to get to the cup. Coucher, he will, you know, try to get to the cup at times if you give it to him, but he's not the quickest player. He wants to stay on the perimeter and shoot threes. He might be shooting only 35% from the three-point line this season, but uh, if he gets hot, he could go for five straight. He's had a couple 30-point games. He had 23 against Kansas, so just playing solid defense, keeping your hand up keeping guys in front of you not overly playing guys like we've seen a lot this year with Texas where they've been vulnerable on the back end with their help side defense don't put yourself in those situations because Osuni you know if they throw it down to him I don't think it's a double team situation if you rewind a couple nights ago where the Horns played Texas Tech and Texas Tech had AMAC in the game AMAC he is a really good offensive score and that being his first game it took a while for the horns to figure out how to read him because he's not on the scouting report he hasn't played all season long so coach terry what are you looking at when it comes to film with fardris amac the big man for texas tech with osuni he's not that guy his job is to go and set screens for krill for holmes coucher and lipsy and then he'll roll to the basket and those guys will dime him up for easy looks now if you don't allow that to happen then the horn should be in a good situation but no double teams. If Osuni gets the ball down low and he has a Brock Cunningham, a Dylan Mitchell, a Dylan DeSue, a Christian Bishop on him, let those guys hang because they're too good of outside shooters to double team guys. They're really good at making hockey assists, which, you know, that's the second pass for the assist and that's what they want to do. They want you to double team those guys down low so you could free up guys on the outside and Iowa State could get going with their three-point shooting. If the Horns play solid defense all around, maybe no double teams on Osuni down low, then they should be all right, but easier said than done. I'm always looking at an Iowa State team and how they shoot as a team from three. They're they're good. They're not great. 36% as a team, and there's nobody I see that is up at 40%. That's usually the other thing. Uh, I guess there's a guy, I see Trey King, but not a lot of attempts uh, up at 50%. There's a couple guys at 50%, but I don't think they've taken that many shots. Of the guys that are taking a lot of shots, it's 36 738, maybe yep. a 35, things like that. So there's a couple guys that can start filling it up if you let them. Gabe Kausher, he hit a shot against TCU to win the game a couple of weeks ago, and that's a shot where that NBA scouts are going to take a look at you just because, you know, he might just be 6'3 and might not have the biggest NBA host. You know, he's not the quickest guy, but he could flat out shoot it, and it's it's a lot harder to shoot in college because the spacing is, isn't the same like in the NBA, but, man, his shot is pure Krill, Gabe Krill. Uh, uh, Caleb Krill, he could get hot at any moment. He had some huge shots in a really big game against Texas Tech. And I know people are going to be asked, or people are going to be looking at the schedule and think, oh, Texas, they barely beat Texas Tech. Iowa State, they beat the brakes off of Texas Tech. Well, Texas Tech didn't have Fardris Amac in that game. If they did, that would have been a completely different game. Texas Tech has Baylor tonight. Look at that game. That's a huge game for the Big 12 and for both teams that are yeah. trying to fight for position when it comes to March and the net rankings and when the committee breaks down all of the games, that's going to be a game that they look at that's going to be huge. So three huge games in the Big 12 tonight. You know, we know Jerome Tang and Bill Self got a huge one, Kansas and Kansas State. And yeah, if the Horns win this game tonight, that's going to give two losses to uh, uh, Iowa State and 
with the maybe the loss to Kansas State tonight, the Horns could boop up to that second spot. Yeah, unfortunately, as Zay was mentioning earlier, if you're looking for these games, so the Baylor Tech game, that's on ESPNU a little later tonight at 8. The Kansas-Kansas State game is ESPN at 6, but unfortunately, when Texas and Iowa State get going at 7, that is on ESPN Plus if you are trying to watch the game as well. So just be aware of that. You may need to uh, befriend somebody and get yourself an ESPN Plus uh, password there. Texas and Iowa State at Seven, as I mentioned, Kansas is at Kansas State at six o'clock. So, Zay, you mentioned Coach Tang's comments. I heard Bucky and Aaron play them this morning, and it made me think of a couple different things. So, basically, correct me if I'm wrong. His basic thesis is he wants Kansas State fans to show up for their love of Kansas State and not just make it about the hatred of Kansas. True, that's the idea. Correct, right? Okay. So, as a fan of, I think if you're a fan of a, a state a tech, um, a little brother, if you will, you relate to what he's saying, or at least I can relate to what he's saying. Because I've spent some of my time as an Aggie thinking to myself, man, if you make your entire life just hating them, it does feel at times like you might hate them more than you love yourself. And that's a weird way to go about it. That's what he's worried about. It's like, wait a minute, do y'all hate Kansas more than you love Kansas State? That's what he's trying to go through. So it gives me like a, from the Greek tragedy of Medea, it gives me the Medea feel. The Medea tragedy was she hated the situation so much when her husband left her that she killed her own children. And when he confronted her, she said, it's because I hate you more than I love them. And it's like, what? It was just one of the, it's one of the darkest moments in anything I've ever read in my life. I'm like, that's sinister but in this case yeah that's not the same Medea that i see tyler perry no that's around not that's not that's not in fact every time i hear Medea in reference to tyler perry i don't think of that i think of the more serious version but when you're kansas state it's it, it it's you got to find that right mixture you know you got to find the mixture of it because i've watched that happen with my Aggie brothers and sisters, and the Longhorn thing. We've watched it happen with Tech fans and the Longhorn thing. A lot of fans reacting to Texas get into this thing. The upside-down Longhorn issue. Texas A&M and Arkansas playing in football. Each other, but they're throwing the horns down during the game. Like, wow. So stupid. That's a lot of hatred, right? You must you hate them so much that you're showing us how much you hate them and you're not worried about yourselves right now. So I think that's what Coach Tang is trying to figure out. He pointed out, look, man, I've been a part of a national championship recently. He was at Baylor, if y'all don't know, as an assistant. And he's like, we split with this group, Kansas. We split with them that year. So it's one game. We're trying to take it for what it is. But I would tell the coach, coach, if you can throw in an an ingredient of that healthy hatred, because that's what sports gives us. Sports gives us the healthy version of the hatred. You get to hate. People got to hate Brady last night or hate the Cowboys, and that's okay. It's okay for those people to show up in purple tonight, and they'd show up anyway, but they're re- certainly they're there tonight because they also hate Kansas. In a way, I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but I know what Coach Tang is trying to get to. Yeah, uh, how many national championships has Kansas State won? Oh, hmm. Not many. I don't think it's many, if any. If any. I'd have to go check so, the list. Yeah, the hatred's going to be there. And right. I think Jerome Pootie Tang, I'm calling him Jerome Pootie Tang wow. for this reason. Th- this, That's a good, mem- complete a good memory crutch, though. Yeah, so we can yeah, remember. yeah I'm definitely yeah. remember because yeah. I always botch his name <laughs> thinking about my guy, Brandon Lang. But yeah, Jerome Pootie Tang, you're in the wrong in this, dog. And if even if you think that, you damn sure don't say it. 
because you have not been here. It's not like you graduated from Kansas State, because if you did graduate from Kansas State, then you would get it. Right. You would understand the hatred because you were around those people every day when you were walking the campus and walking around class. You would understand that. Now he's been with he's been with Scott Drew way too long. That's just some like they don't really Baylor's biggest rival is Texas and stuff. But so he, he didn't it's learn, not even a real like rivalry. He didn't learn hatred from Scott Drew. That's what I'm saying, and it's not even like a real rivalry there, especially to us Texas fans. But to, you know, people in Waco, it is. Yeah, they hate him that much. They can't though. stand him, right? Wouldn't he have seen Scott Drew go through that and through the from the Baylor side? Yeah, I've never seen Scott Drew say anything like that. Maybe that bugs. I don't know. Maybe that bugged him. I, I'm with you. I wouldn't have said it the way he did. And you got to find that balance, man. I, I get what you're saying. If you if you feel like your team only gets up to play Kansas, well, that's a problem. And you lost every other game. Yeah, that could be a problem. But you actually have a really good team that's yeah. gonna make some noise when March comes around. Yeah, but the one thing I've learned, one of the many things I've learned that I think it's just above all all else in this business, covering sports as long as I have, please don't ever try to tell a fan base that their biggest rival is just another game. Don't ever do Don't that. Don't do it. Don't ever do that. I watch people try to do that with Texas and OU and football and Texas and OU and other stuff. It makes no sense. It does not work because the people that play in the games know different and the people that root for the games, they know different. The human nature part of it, you always have to remember that's part of it. It is. A Kansas State fan, if they give, if you give a Kansas State fan a choice of two or three games to go to, and one of them is Kansas, and they've got to go like visit their brother and help him move one of those other days, what do you think they're going to do? Yeah, very simple. Human nature. Yeah. It's really simple. And Kansas is weird. Jayhawks, they, they got Missouri. That's kind of a rival. And I, I bet but you they, they don't, don't look play, at Kansas. They don't play them anymore. They don't play them, well, right? They do, uh, but it's not. They play them this year. Did they play them? Okay. Yeah, they play them. They now play they them should like have that one. Stuff. That's a good rivalry. That's a good rivalry. That's a great one. Yeah. But they don't look at it that deep, just because they always mollywop Missouri, and it's kind of the same way with the Wildcats. They always right. mollywop them. So this is one of the first years, Jerome Pootie Tang. This is one of the first years that. Y'all are good enough to really compete with Kansas, one and two in the Big Twelve, and y'all have the y'all have y'all actually, y'all actually have a chance to overthrow Kansas as the Big Twelve title. And you say this, and he threw the distraction out there, and he threw that out there for yeah. no reason. It's rough. Let's Don't, see. Yeah, let's see what the environment looks like tonight. That place is always crazy. Man. Yeah. That place is crazy, and it's extra crazy for this game, so he needs to figure out how to slightly walk that one back. But for the older crowd of K-State, there's some people I think that'll connect with, but you got to be careful with your current players and with your fan base. Be careful, because them hating Kansas, that's kind of part of who they are. Don't get blown out tonight at home, Jerome Pootie Tang. Ooh, that'd be bad. Don't get blown out. Yeah. Yeah, they get busted. Or lose. Get busted. Or up. really like lose like in a bad way where you make a coaching mistake or some ish like that. Don't let that happen to you. No. I agree. Now if they win by twelve. Yeah, then hey. Then they'll spread the love. Yeah, go ahead, spread the love. <laughs> do whatever you gotta do. Hand pizza out to all the kids and stuff the next day. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Do what you gotta do. But man, Jerome Tang. Yeah. Come on, bro. Again, I get to I get kind of where he's going, but as the game is about that, you can't do that. You can't do that. Do you th- even I? Does anybody th- do y'all think I walk into the house divided stuff and be like, you know, it'd be really healthy 
if, uh, no, 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 obviously not. The hatred for each other, that's part of what rivalries are all about. That's what it's about. That's what last night was about for a lot of people. The hatred for Brady was so strong, some people rooted for the Cowboys. We had a, f- a fan say their wife is a Steelers fan like mine, but hates Brady so much, she rooted for the Cowboys last night. Oklahoma's hand signal is horns down. Yes. They didn't, they didn't even try to make up anything. No, not really. They just said, you know what, we hate Texas that much, Yeah, that's just our symbol. Look carefully, it's in the logo. That's the most sinister one to me. Yeah. Somebody showed me that one through two, three years ago. Now I can't unsee it. Yeah, that's a little weird. There's an upside-down Longhorn in the OU logo. Look carefully. That's completely wicked and awesome in a way if they planned it. It's childish, too, but that's what rivalries are all about sometimes. Yeah. So we'll see what it looks like. With it's Ken- childish because we're watching childish games as grown adults. Yes. And we come and we talk exactly. about them every day, and it affects our lives like no other. Yeah. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. My mood would be different today if the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> had puked on their shoes. It would If Dak had thrown three picks instead of four touchdowns, it would have been a different day for me today. Kansas and Kansas State tonight at 6. Texas at Iowa State at 7. And that desperation game for Texas Tech uh, is in Lubbock. They're 0-5 in conference, and they host Baylor tonight at 8. Just a couple of the games tonight in college basketball throughout the Big 12. All right, coming up, we'll get you a flex segment. There's a big basketball game. Zay's going to be calling tonight. Oh, the Battle of the Lakes is coming. He'll get you a little preview of that one coming right up. Stay with us. It's the Horn. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I see a handsome man in a tower with a telescope. Wasn't that this video? I'll let him hit the chorus because y'all know you know the words. I mean, come on, scream it out on a Tuesday. Make sure you squint. Everything's made to be broken. I just want you to know who I am. All right, Zay. There's some times when you go into the 90s that I get lost, but I think I've got this one. I think this is Iris. Correct. And I think this is the sexy Johnny Resnick and the Goo Goo Dolls. The Goo Goo Dolls. That's right. There you go. At times I get mixed up with the Goo Goo Dolls and Bush, but this one I know is Goo Goo Dolls. Bush is Gavin Rosdale, who married Gwen Stefani for a while. 
another good-looking dude that oh, sings, how'd he fumble that? That sings like this. Well, they had some kids and stuff. They had a good life. I mean, yeah. that's, they, had, they had a run. And he probably looks at Blake Shelton now and thinks, man, I'm not sure if I can compete with all that. Yeah, it's tough. I'm good-looking, but I'm not big country good-looking, so I got to you know, just kind of step off to the side. I don't know who he's with now. That was a good-looking couple, man. Those kids, whoa. You talk about gifted children. If they got any of the musical talent of mom or dad, huge. And then mom and dad are both just drop oh, yeah, dead beautiful good look. people. Dad might be hotter. That's a dangerous kind of genetic code thing with a kid. If you look at the kids and then the parents and you think, oh my God, now she's really attractive, but he might be hotter than she is. That's <laughs> when you know the kids are going to get the genetic lottery. Like, that's seriously yeah. dangerous. Uh, so shout out to the Goo Goo Dolls. I don't know if they're still together today, but we had Goo Goo Dolls. We got Rough Cut, which I'll admit I missed, but that cover of Take a Little Piece of My Heart was interesting. And the Beatles starting off with uh, Baby, You Can Drive My Car. That was nice. All right, so uh, coming up at 2.05, uh, we're going to talk to Chip Brown today with Horns247.com. Normally we do that on Wednesdays. But tomorrow at 2, we're going to talk to Sam Morrill, the comedian. He's going to be in town Thursday for shows at the Paramount, and that's the only time they could do it tomorrow is talk to us Wednesday at 2. So tomorrow at 2, we'll be talking to Sam Morrill about his new podcast with Julian Edelman and his shows coming up at the Paramount. There are limited tickets available. Zay, where do they need to go? SyntaxTickets.com. There it is. All right, so we got that all coming up. Right now, though, let's get you a little flex segment because they're getting the lakes together tonight on the hardwood, and Zay's going to be there. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to FLXATX.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit BrainVault.com and join the movement. Woo, Zay, speaking of good-looking people, there might be a few of them there tonight at the Battle of the Lakes. This is the return trip at Westlake, correct? Correct. They went they went Lake Travis first and Westlake, Westlake got the dub. Got a dub pretty easily, right? Double digit double yeah, digit. Yeah, and I think Lake Travis was missing a few guys. Okay. So it'll be a different game tonight. Okay, so uh, this is going to be on KVBO, uh, KBVO with Zay and Roger Wallace once again. 7.30 tip time on this one? Yeah, 7.30. All right, so what are you looking for tonight? I know you've given us some of these names that, that, you're, that you're looking at. So what's, uh, what's today's setup? What do you think is the most important thing for these two teams? Uh, who could just establish their type of pace? I think both teams like to get out and run. And whoever can be able to lock up and stop all of those fast break points should be the team that wins. Now, I don't think Jaden Thomas out of Lake Travis, I do not think he played in game one against mm. Westlake. And okay. he's a big time player at 6'5. The junior could really get up, plays above the rim. So if you don't box out, you better watch your head because Jaden Thomas. Thomas, he's coming in there for tip dunks, and so is Hudson Greer, the highly touted four-star player out of Lake Travis, who's only a sophomore. But and Greer's getting the attention already from oh colleges, yeah, yeah, right? Texas yeah. offered them. Now that was during the Chris Beard era. We know things have changed, but I'm sure if Coach Terry sticks around, he'd keep that on the table. Like Hudson Greer, he's a really good player, and you know it's ironic because since they're playing Westlake tonight, he reminds me of Luke Axel. 
one time Westlake mm. Chaparral who played at Texas and obviously Tom Penders and his great situation. We all know that. And he uh, ended up moving on to Kansas, but had a lot of injuries during his college career. But just at that size, being so athletic, Hudson Greer, he's an absolute stud and might be one of the best players, not only in Central Texas, but in all of Texas. So going up against Westlake guys like Blake Mary and Gavin Paul, those are their main guys. You know, they could really go and really put points on the board great coaching battle between coach Beatty whose son's playing major league baseball for the Nets so just a really athletic family and coach Beatty does a really good job with this basketball team and then coach Lucero on the Westlake side I mean how many D1 players has he put out during the last years Mm -hmm. you just look at the Big 12 as of late KJ Adams who's playing uh, center for Kansas he's one of Lucero's players Brock Cunningham obviously one of Coach Lucero's players, Matthew Meyer, who went from Baylor, is now at Illinois. Oh, so yeah. just the list goes on, and he's going to have more uh, as long as he's there. He does such a great job. They go to state all the time, and this might be one of his down teams, but, hey, they're looking to win another uh Another another district championship, and even though they might have broke that really long 85-game winning streak in 26-6A, they're still one of those teams that is going to be up for you know first place with Buda Johnson and Lake Travis. So this game is going to be huge tonight to determine what happens in this district, and I can't wait. Um, again, that's a 7.30 tip tonight. Let's make sure we clarify here on the Lake Travis side. I think you said, uh, you said the Coach Beatty and then – a connection with Major League Baseball and the Nets? Is that what you said? Mets. I'm oh, sorry, the, the Mets. Mets. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I, I, Nets. I, I, I may have misheard you. Okay. So, yeah, his son plays for the Mets. Gotcha, gotcha. He's the one that would have been that was drafted. Okay, yeah. gotcha. I, I understand that. I, I thought you said Nets. My bad. I was confused. All right, so, um, yeah, big game tonight with Lake Travis and Westlake. Uh, is it wrong if um, – this obviously is if I start the sentence with is it wrong <laughs> – I should probably not even finish that sentence. Nah, go ahead. You're already out. Count out the bag. Is it wrong if I ask you to take pictures of any pretty people you see tonight and send them to me? That's wrong. Uh, a little right? creepy. A little creepy. Yeah. Yeah. So here's a weird story. I the um the other day my daughter ended up at a party. It was like a birthday party, quinceanera kind of deal for a friend of hers. And she kept talking about this woman that she saw there, the aunt of the, her this friend of hers and how attractive she was and she's like oh she's like daddy if you'd have been there you'd have been talking about you know how attractive she was or whatever and then so i thought well did you get a picture of her and she thought that was the sickest question i'd ever asked <laughs> yeah, that's pretty sick i was like wait a second i was like you said that she was wearing a pretty dress right right okay all you had to do was figure out a way to take a picture of your friend and her aunt. That's not that weird. I mean, I'm all about looking at my hot tias too, especially if they look like a Sofia Vergara or something like that, but that is a little bit weird. I'm just, you know, you could say, hey, let me take a picture of y'all because y'all, so, y'all look so great tonight, I'll send you the picture. Just be the photographer. Yeah. And then you'd have the picture. And she's staring at me like, are you really trying to teach me to be sleazy? What are you doing? For my dad? Right? Like, you're my father. Why are you doing this? <laughs> Yes, it's wrong. Yeah. You asked me, is it wrong? Is it yes. wrong? Yes. Yes, it's wrong. It's wrong. You're right. I, I, I don't, I don't deny that it was wrong. Now, if the Tio looked like Selma Hammock or something like that, Selma Hayek, Hayek, whatever. Yeah. Then, yeah, monkey maybe could have got a picture Ooh, I saw, for you. I saw that scene from from Dusk Till Dawn the other day. You ever seen that movie? Oh yeah. Oh my god. She's in like the bikini. I, I love outfit. Yeah. Thing. 
with the snake. Yeah. I love every bit of that movie right up until it turns into the vampire flick and then I turn it off. I don't need that. But her dance routine there, wow. Impressive stuff. Yeah, it's an interesting Tarantino. It is. I, I got it's one of his weirder, which he has a lot of weird ones, but it's one of the ones that I don't really catch with. And I love some Tarantino movies. And because I think technically that's like he produced and Robert Rodriguez is the director, but he's a so he's like a producer and obviously he's in it. Right. So it's Tarantino, but not it's not considered like a true he's not the director. So it doesn't fall into that list, but it is a weird movie. I went to see that movie in the theater not knowing it was a vampire movie. Mm. Can you believe that? Didn't know. Yeah, it. I should have done your research. Yeah, right. All I saw, I saw this one little preview, and it was Clooney being a badass. I saw Tarantino, and I think I saw either Keitel or Juliet Lewis, and I thought, oh, cool. From dusk till dawn, I saw a gun. I thought, okay, right. Maybe rogue cops will be involved. Maybe there'll be a shootout or two. And I maybe get some blood. And I get forty, forty-five minutes into that thing, and it takes a turn. And the person I was with looks over. My eyes got so big. I'm like, oh, and I, I stayed till the end because I am that cheap. I'm not going to pay for a movie and not finish it. But boy, that was tough. You're not a vampire no, guy movie. I'm not into vampires. Never got into Blade, Wesley Snipes, slashers. No, I never watched Blade. I should probably try a movie like that and see if I'm okay with it. But that's my wife's stuff. My wife loves all the scary movies, all the blood and gore, and I do not. And I've given that to my daughter. My daughter doesn't like the stuff. Yo, Blade was dope. A brother slanging vampires like that? You don't see that very often. Yeah, Blade is Wesley Snipes. And didn't Triple H show up in one of those movies once? Oh, I don't know about that. Wasn't there like a Blade 2 or Blade 3? Yeah. I think you're right. I don't know if he was a villain, good guy, whatever, but I thought I remembered Triple H being one of those. Yeah. I would have been prime Triple H, too. Yeah. Hair and the glasses and the whole thing. Oh, yeah. All right. There you go. Your flex segment every day at 1.30. I promise in uh, every flex segment, I don't ask Zay to take pictures at high school games. (laughs) That doesn't happen every time. It just happened this time. And I didn't actually ask. I was asking if it was okay if I asked, and clearly it's not. You know what? Just because I I love you, I let the producer say, yo, we get that good B-roll of people in the crowd and stuff. Just make sure you look at the pretty people Uh, for a little longer than others. Oh, it's fantastic. All right, come on. If you're going out in public and you're not looking for pretty people, I really don't know what you're doing. All right, Chip Brown coming up at 2.05, ahorns247.com. His prediction for tonight, what is he looking for with Texas and Iowa State? His thoughts? on the Cowboys beating the Bucks, He told us it was going to happen. He had been to a Bucks game live this year. He saw some of the mess they could create. So he said the Cowboys were going to win, and he was right. We'll get his thoughts on that as well coming up at 2. Up next, where are we at in society with Zay? We'll see if it involves pictures next on The Horn. It's going to be tough for you. Yeah, I didn't love the setup. The voice I like. The voice I like. A little bit of roughness in that voice, but... Yeah, I don't have it. It's just a single name, or is it like a group? It's a single name. He was in a group. 
A legendary uh, group. Okay. So, was in a group, but then, man. Um, I don't know. He was the one This is that said, ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. So it's David Ruffin? David Ruffin. Wow. See, I didn't realize he did like solo stuff that hit big. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize he had a big solo career. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't huge, but right when he left, when the temptations were still hot, mm-hmm. he was able to capitalize on, yeah, that publicity that the Temps got. The temptations ain't yeah. nothing without David Ruffin. Oh, he was such a G. <laughs> when they kicked him out the group, he would crash the concerts and pull a mic out his ass, and they'd be like, what the hell? Who gave him a mic? Are you serious? And the crowds would go crazy. They'd be like, yo, you're out the group. But he'd be like, nah. I was in here when we were making these songs. Wow. I've never heard of that. Oh, yeah. Go watch the movies. Go yeah, watch the biopic. It's that, classic. That is hardcore. It's like you. And if I'm up on stage with the current version of the Temps, I'm thinking, um, <laughs> really? Do we not have security tonight? What is going on? You guys are double checking that nobody's bringing in, like, you know, cameras and contraband. Oh, it's such a G move. Guns, but literally our former lead singer. You can't figure that out? Yeah. We showed you his picture, right? Like, you know what he looks like. I mean, yeah, he's a sex symbol, too. He's right there. He's in the middle of the second verse. Y'all want to do something? Yeah, rocking them polyester suits with no shirt under so you can see the uh, taco me hair and stuff. Yeah, that's OG 70s style funk. Would he show up in full gear? I mean, oh, full yeah, setup? full gear. While the Timbs, they would be all, uh-huh. you know, coordinated in their outfits. He'd be in all white. <laughs> the crew's wearing baby blue. Is- he coming in all white. Dude, there's petty and then there's petty. Yeah. That's that's impressive. All right, which would mean on some level he was paying to be there every night or got someone to get him in every yeah. night. I, don't I mean, know not, if you walk up to the club or the event, they'd be like, oh, David Ruffin. That's true. Yeah. You're right. Hey, I'm just here to check out the boys. Yeah. Right? Just check out my guys. I want to see the fellas. The homies. <laughs> The fe- hey, the fellas The fellas said I could come down and check. Just kicked you out the group. <laughs> That's amazing. All right. Uh, we got uh, David Ruffin and Goo Goo Dolls and Rough Cut and the Beatles on the show today so far. Chip Brown coming up at 2.05. Right now, though, a uh, little Where We At in Society with Zay. Here we go. Where are we at in society today? All right, Zay, do I need to be on Twitter today for this one? Yeah, Chad. Go check those DMs, dog. Okay. Okay, so I... <sighs> I want this to be a feel-good story so bad, but I kind of feel a certain way about this. So at the Texas TCU game a few nights ago, they were doing their old B-roll, looking in the crowd and stuff, looking in the corral, just seeing, you know, Texas fans getting hype. You know, classic camera work that you would see at every sports event. Yeah. And they got a shot of a UT student at the corral, not getting hype, not standing up, being excited, but studying. <laughs> not studying for a normal test, by the way, not uh-huh. a normal exam or test. The dad gum MCAT. He's studying to, this is to be, be a, a doctor. A doctor, right? That's the medical, one of the big medical tests you have to take. Yes, big time. I, I know it's serious because both my brothers-in-laws are doctors and they were studying for the MCAT. 
Oh my god! So everybody loved it. Everybody thinks it's cool. Oh, how dedicated is this guy? Still going to games, still supporting the Longhorns basketball team, but mm-hmm. also knowing that hey, this is the University of Texas. It's not easy to you know get your degree there, especially the kind of degree you're getting. And if you're trying to become a doctor, then oh, we know that you got to do a little bit of extra behind the scenes when it comes to studying and not. Of course. But come on, bruh. It, it gets filled up. Like, you can't do this at the crib okay, I and allow somebody else that isn't studying for the MCAT to take your seat. Hey, I got a couple Okay, couple things. If this was a basic book situation, I'd be all over him. But because it is this, I'll ask a couple questions. How much do they have to stand in line to get those seats? Does he have to stand in line? I've seen shots of lines around the building. Yeah, and is there's he- a picture of him. He was also at the Tech game. With the book. So now it's become like a prop. So is he, but again, is he sitting outside the Moody Center a long time and that's where he'd be doing the studying? Now, I would say to him, once you get in the building and it's game time, come on, man, just put the book up. You don't need to be studying then. Then you need to be a part of it. You need to be engaged. You need to be going. But if he's telling me, if somebody just found this in the bag, it's one thing. But you're right. If he's making it to where he's being seen over and over, might be a little bit of a a little bit of a bit at that point. Yeah, it's definitely a bit. This now. might be working its way towards a work in wrestling terms. Like this may be something where he's now made this a part of his thing. Yeah. So and, yeah, now, God forbid, but hopefully, if this guy sees me and he has to save my life later on in the future, he says, "Hey." Aren't you the Zay Collier that hated on me back in 2023 about me studying for this job? I was like, oh, no, that's not, no me. that's not me. That was a different. No, that's Zay. the that's yeah. the Isaiah Collier that but, is a very good basketball player. See here, this is again the other part I was going to bring up is this guy needs to be. I, mean, I don't know if they call him Doctor Longhorn or whatever, but if he is studying to be like a medical doctor, and would he, you know, is he going to get into the which path is he going to take to where if somebody in the corral did pass out. I'm assuming he might have some CPR training, things like that. Okay, so people on <laughs> people on the specs text line says CPR training. I dig that. People on the specs text line are saying it's a two hour wait outside of the mood. Okay, respect that. And they were saying he was doing it during timeouts. Okay, that's still a little much for me. I, I, that's still a little much. I'll allow it because it's such a serious thing. He's taking it seriously. He's taking it seriously, but he's still trying to be a fan. I'll allow it. All right, just need to see a good grade. Yeah. Just need to see a good grade, Doc. Yeah. Come on, smart. Doc. Let's go. Dr. Longhorn. Dr. Corral, ladies and gentlemen. Doc- I'm saying, you see people on like the top of Moody, like standing only. If the corral gets filled up, they'll allow you to go stand at the top. Yeah, I didn't realize that until this last game when they showed that. That's an interesting idea. If I'm at the top, I'm hot. I am pissed. Well, then you just got to learn to get there earlier. Nah, hell no. No. No? Well, yes, you do have to learn to get there early. <laughs> yes. But still, yo, MCAT, go home. <laughs> study for this test. Go to study hall. Oh, Watch I it see. on ESPN+. Plus. If you were up high, you'd be mad yes. if you saw MCAT guy. Yeah, especially if I'm trying to be locked into the game, and he's locked into how do I not kill a guy if I make this one surgical procedure? Hey, the timeouts are for him. The timeouts are his time. You you might go to the bathroom. Somebody might go get a, a hot dog. My man studied for the MCAT. He might. 
extra study for one thing that gets him that extra level and then gets him success later. You don't know. I bet not find out he failed. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I bet not find out he uh, failed with all this extraness that he's putting on. I think it'd be great if he becomes the team doctor for somebody and he goes down the sports medicine side That'd of it dope. and he literally becomes the team doctor for a basketball team. Yeah. That'd be great because then you look back and go, oh, hey, Dr. MCAT, he's now the team doctor for whoever. Yeah, obviously I'm not smart enough to even be capable of taking the MCAT, <laughs> no. but I'm sure there's not sports questions in there like, hey, Remember in 1986, Joe Theismann got obliterated by, I don't think, I don't know if it's 86, I'm just saying, by Lawrence Taylor? How would you perform surgery on Joe? That'd be dope. Uh, that's, that, that, that'd never, be really cool. Never know. Might be in there. That might be what his dissertation's about. Yeah. Later on. I don't know if you do, yeah, whatever whatever that is for medical school. He's writing big papers, doing big, yeah, he may have a big report he puts together on being a Longhorn fan. You don't know. I don't. That's crazy. I'm just saying he better not fail that test. Dude, there's way too many details out there. We are just so into everybody's lives, aren't we? We just can't let everybody <laughs> We live. are nosy. We can't let everybody live. Everybody's got a camera. Everybody's got to be nosy. Hey, man, he's done even for the end. Who cares? Who cares? Have a drink, root for the Longhorns, and shut up. Please. Why are you in everybody's business? Gotta be. I know. We're I Americans. That's what it's about. What's well, about? That's what it's about. Also, I do a picture. Appreciate those other pictures that you sent me yesterday that uh, we talked about. All right, uh, <laughs> it's where we at in society with Zay. We do it every day about one forty-five. Chip Brown is coming up. Horns twenty-four-seven dot com. Uh, we'll get his thoughts on the Longhorns going to Ames, Iowa. We'll get his thoughts on the Cowboys beating the Bucks last night. Coming up at two thirty. Why today matters, including the move. Moves going on in the NFL, hirings and firings as the season has ended, and now the playoff teams are starting to dwindle. But the Cowboys are still alive, and we're talking about it on the Horn.